Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Captivity might seem like a word that belongs in Old Testament history, but the reality for many Christians around the world is that following Jesus means the literal loss of physical freedom. Last year alone, 4,277 Christians were detained without trial, arrested, sentenced, and imprisoned because of their faith. Today, we're joined by Gary Stegg. He's the executive director of Open Doors Canada. He's going to share with us how we can help these Christians that are being held captive. There is a special day taking place on June 27th, a day for Christian captives. He's going to share how we can get involved with that and so much more today on Connections. Open Doors Canada has put out an urgent call for believers to pray. They have set aside June 27th as a day for Christian captives. Today, we're joined by Gary Stegg. He is the executive director of Open Doors Canada. For those who don't know, tell us a little bit about Open Doors and what Open Doors does. Open Doors is a ministry that uh, comes alongside the persecuted church around the world where people are most persecuted. And um, they um, come alongside of them with aid, uh, with Bible distribution, trauma counseling, uh, discipleship. Um, right now with COVID, the way things are, it, a lot of it has moved to just helping people survive because in many cases they're discriminated against and don't actually uh, receive the, the aid that is, you know, people normally would get. So, uh, and just because they're Christians, they're often told to go and stand at the end of the line, knowing that, you know, they will never actually get to food at the beginning of the line so one of the we usually talk to you every year when you release the world watch list and and focus on the most dangerous countries for christians to live in one of the really neat things in the midst of covid is in one of the countries with rising persecution india we've actually seen christians stepping up though and serving people in the midst of covid the same people that are persecuting them that's just incredible isn't it it is incredible. I mean, and that is really the Christian witness, if you if you think about it. You know, um, back in uh, the early ages of the church, you know, when the plagues were um, sweeping across places like Europe, it, it was the Christians who said, no, we're going to stay because God has called us to minister to our communities. And while everybody else was, you know, fleeing to the countryside to save their lives, Christians were just running to the people that were sick to help them. And they did, yes, die in droves, but that was the biggest expansion of Christianity, one of the biggest expansions in, uh, in history. And it's because Christians actually did what Christians do, hmm. what Jesus would do. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Uh, now, uh, you've seen a rise in... Uh, a, a concerning rise in abductions and you decided to do something about that. Tell us what you've been seeing though, first of all. Well, just in the past year alone, we have seen six, just, just shy of 6,000 Christians uh, who have been um, taken captive for their faith. And so I tell you that we're, we're, we're saying captives because it's not just people that are taken to prison, but it's also those who are abducted. Uh, those are who are detained without any kind of trial. Um, so about 6,000 just this past year alone. Now that, that doesn't include all the ones that are already in prison and have been there for 
a number of years. And it also doesn't include the captives that we know of in uh, North Korea. We estimate that there's between 50,000 and 70,000 Christians in North Korea that are detained in brutal labor camps. That's like an entire prairie city sitting in a, right? Like the equivalent to, that's just incredible. Like, yeah. Uh, so, well, if, so, you, if you think about if you think about that, uh, to put it in perspective, I know you know talk about a prairie city, but if you take the total population of um, uh, inmates in Canada in our penal system, um, th- it's less than what's in North Korea. <laughs> wow, less than less you know than we know of that of Christians that are being held in North Korea. How do we draw awareness to this? Uh, obviously, Open Doors Canada, you guys are doing that, but how do we reach more and let people know what's actually going on in this world? Well, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We've really taken the month of June to focus on this, and uh, I'm glad I'm speaking to you guys earlier in the month. I um, was hoping that we'd be able to speak earlier, and uh, like now, and uh, because on June 27th, we're we're basically calling. Christians in Canada to stand with these people in prayer. Uh, we, I mean, we believe in the power of prayer. Open Doors is uh, uh, founded on prayer. You know, our founder, Brother Andrew, he always said there are no doors closed to us when we pray. That's why it's called Open Doors, because when we pray, God will help us to do what we need to do. And so uh, on the 27th of June, all the whole month of June, we are focusing on uh, prisoners and captives. But on the 27th, we're calling it One With Them, a day for Christian captives. So that's a Sunday. And we're hoping that Christians will take the pledge to pray uh, for uh, these people that are being held and that churches will come along as well and maybe you know carve out a little bit of space in their service, uh, uh, just a couple of minutes to pray for these captives. And so this is the first year that we're doing it, but it's something that we're planning to do on a yearly basis that we would draw attention to this particular aspect of persecution in the month of June. Of course, we pray for um, persecuted believers all year round. And, uh, but for the month of June, we want to have a concerted effort around those who are being held captive for their faith. And so the last Sunday of June every year from now on will be the day for Christian captives, one with them. You mentioned a little bit earlier that captivity just doesn't mean imprisonment. It can mean so much more. Tell us a little bit more about captivity and what else, what other forms it can take, such as forced marriage and abduction and so much more. Well, you know, you think of, um, I think people are very aware of the situation in Nigeria where the extremist group Boko Haram will go into a school and capture all the girls. Uh, They, you know, they, they went into a a girl's school, uh, took a hundred girls back in um, 2018. And uh, there was only one Christian in that group then. And all of the other girls were released uh, about a month later, but that one Christian girl is still being held and it's because she won't um she won't renounce her faith the other girls said that she would have been able to go too but she refuses to renounce her faith in christ and so she's still being held 
Her name is Leah Sherabu, by the way. She's a real person. <laughs> and she was only 14 years old when she was kidnapped by Boko Haram. And so Leah is uh, just one of hundreds, if not thousands, of missing girls in Nigeria. And so we certainly pray for them. And, um, you know, I, I can, it's amazing that she, uh, she wrote a little note to her mother uh, when the other girls were being released. And this is coming from a 14 year old. When you think about, when you hear this, you think, man, the maturity is incredible. And, and she says that my God, whom we have been praying to with you is showing himself mighty in this trying moment. I know your words to me during our morning devotions that God is very close to people in pain. I am witnessing this now. I am confident that one day I shall see your face again. If not here, then there at the bosom of our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, incredible. When you think a 14-year-old girl, you know, you think, well, that parent was doing something right. Yeah, no kidding. Child. And um, it's so sad because, yeah. like, her story... It captured our attention really quickly here in the West, right? But mm-hmm. then it kind of fades away and we get distracted by other things and we forget about it. And like you said, that's just one story of thousands that are mm-hmm. ongoing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's um, the, 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 the story of forced marriages as well. And, um, you know, uh, girls that are, that are taken on a regular basis and, and forced to marry older men. Um, it's just a heartbreaking situation. And we've got story after story about that as well. We can also talk about Iran and that's, uh, you know, people are being taken off to prison so frequently. And uh, we know one story of uh, an older gentleman and his wife, and they're still appealing, but it looks like they're going to be going to prison. He has advanced Parkinson's disease. And so, you know, you just imagine what that would be like for him. And, and this is Evan prison in Iran, which is like a notorious prison. It's a, it's not like our Canadian system where you can finish your degree, <laughs> you know, it's, right. it's, uh, it's brutal. So like Mike said, it draws we'll have attention on on stuff like this for a little while it'll reach us here in in the western world but how do we continue that focus and not allow it to disappear and just you know pretend like it's not there how do we continue to focus on this i think just you know commit yourself to praying and commit yourself to being educated in these things and that's i think we're organizations like open doors comes in you know we provide prayer resources we provide a prayer calendar uh, monthly um, we, we have a magazine that goes out every other month a website where you can go and get all of these different stories uh, I, for me it was it was really the prayer calendar that I picked up 20 some years ago and before that I, I'd kind of heard about this but it, it again it was something that you could easily put out of your mind and I didn't know about Open Doors and, you know, the resources. And I picked up one of their prayer calendars, which gives a prayer request for a real person in the persecuted church every day of the month. And so I started, I just tucked that in my Bible. And every day I would just pray for that one individual. And, and with that, the burden 
began to grow and I, I wanted to know more about these people and I wanted to be more connected with them because I know that the Bible says that we're just one body and when one part suffers, we all suffer. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in Canada and thinking, I'm not suffering very much, you know? Um, so um, that's where, that's where it started for me. And so I would say, you know, um, start praying um, and also educate yourself. Uh, take the pledge, take the pledge to pray for uh, Christian captives. And we've set up a website, uh, uh, a separate website for this. It's called onewiththem.ca. And people can go on there and they can um, uh, take the pledge to pray for Christian captives, especially on June 27. And if they take the pledge, we have a we have a bracelet that we can send, that we will send. It's a bracelet that's... Uh, it looks like uh, barbed wire. It's not barbed wire, obviously, very dangerous, but it's made out of silicone. It looks like uh, you're wearing a piece of barbed wire on your arm with a little plaque on it that says one with them. And so we're encouraging people to do that and even take a picture and, and um, tag us in, in it on social media just to, that really will, that really helps to raise the awareness as well. The more that we can get the message out there on social media, especially these days. Um, you know, that's all very helpful. A, a lot of Christians in Canada, we found this past year and a bit difficult not being able to gather regularly, but uh, really it just gives, gives us a teeny tiny glimpse of what it's like for Christians in other countries where it's illegal for them to gather, not because of a virus, but because of their faith. We got just kind of a little taste of it, didn't we? Absolutely. We uh, came, actually, we developed a resource um, last year, you know, when we were, everybody was reeling from, you know, being in this situation. And um, um, we developed a a resource that basically exactly what you're saying to allow the persecuted church to teach people in the West, people in Canada, uh, how to deal with isolation. Um, it, the, the, the resource is actually called hope in isolation. And so we tell the stories in there of people that are living in isolation. That's a, a normal thing for them and their stories and scriptures that go along with it. It's a great devotional resource for people. We thought, you know, to connect the persecuted church with, um, the Canadian church. And because I believe that as we go forward, the persecuted church are going to be our greatest mentors because they are there. They, they know what it's like to live in isolation. They, they have so much to teach us about what real faith is all about. Now, obviously we're living in a time like Mike just said, where we're a little more disconnected than we have been in the past, but there are still ways that we can connect and still ways that we can pray for the persecuted church and for those who are being held captive. Can you tell us some more about that? Um, definitely. You know, again, <clears throat> the, the, the many resources that we have, uh, we're happy to send to any of those. We also have um, what we call uh, night with the persecuted church and um we did these things in, you know, physical facilities before the pandemic. And uh, we would go to different places in Canada, like in Winnipeg, and we would have an event 
and we called it Night with the Persecuted Church. And now we've developed a whole Night with the Persecuted Church that's actually online. So it'd be on YouTube or Facebook premiere. And uh, the, the next one is actually coming up this Sunday evening. And so people can tune into that. You can get more information on our website about that. And our website is opendoorsca.org. Uh, and uh, they can get more information, sign up for, um, and just go online on, uh, on YouTube or uh, Facebook and find us. And there we will have Night with the Persecuted Church. That This particular uh, Night with the Persecuted Church is actually focusing on Christian captives because we are in the month of June. And so it, uh, it's focusing on that. And um, also we have Zoom prayer meetings. Um, on the first Tuesday of every month, we have uh, a Zoom prayer meeting where people all across Canada join either at, um, it's seven o'clock Eastern time or seven o'clock, uh, it's, do you call it Pacific time? It's uh, se- it, it, when it's seven o'clock in, uh, <laughs> in Vancouver anyway. But we have people from <laughs> all over Manitoba. I, have, I do the prayer meeting at uh, like for the uh, for the west so you know that's uh, Vancouver time uh, seven o'clock what time would that be for you that would be more the, like uh, eight in Alberta and then nine in Manitoba right okay perfect time we have people from <laughs> Manitoba in my prayer meeting and from and, and a lot of people from Alberta but then we also have people from the east that join I guess they're Nighthawks so they uh they uh, they join as well, and I have people from all the way up in Northwest Territories and Quebec and all over the place. It's just a it's actually amazing when you think about it because we're actually building a sense of community around praying for the persecuted church with believers all across Canada, and that would we would that would not have happened. You know, this is one of the good things that have come out of the pandemic that uh, we've been able to bring people together like that where, and people are more comfortable to do that now. Whereas before, if we tried that, it probably would have just flopped. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now, I mean, people are like, Oh yeah, I'll do the, I'll do the zoom prayer meeting and they're getting to know each other, but, and, but we're coming around, you know, the theme of praying for our brothers and sisters. And so on those zoom prayer meetings, we bring the very latest prayer requests uh, that we have. And so things that are breaking, things that are, you know, just happening right now. And so we're able to, to pray quickly rather than wait for the prayer calendar to go out. And it, it's just a great thing. Well, again, a day for Christian captives. It's June 27th. And you can also go not only to opendoorsca.org, but you can also go to onewiththem.ca, right? That's right. Thank Perfect. you so much for joining us this morning. My pleasure. It's always yeah. great to be with yeah, you Yes, same here. And thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.